they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Hello, everyone. I know it has been a while, but we are finally back with the QB draw. Unfortunately, uh, we had a bit of a midseason lapse because I was pretty sick there for a few weeks. But I am all good now. I'm back here with uh, John. Uh, we should be having more consistent episodes coming your way. Uh, as we get into the home stretch, um, Ohio State beat Penn State 44 to 31 on Saturday in a game where the Buckeyes looked pretty bad for a while. Um, and really, it felt like despite some uh, some inspired play by Penn State, I think mostly was a result of them getting in their own way, which is always uh maddening to watch as a Buckeye fan um but they did pull away with a with a furious fourth quarter stretch and really like honestly the game probably should have been 20 a 20 point victory instead of a 13 point victory if not for a lackadaisical garbage time touchdown drive by Penn State I mean lackadaisical on the Ohio State defense I'm sure Jim Knowles uh was happy to get into that one on the film room uh John how are you doing what are your thoughts what's going on I'm good. You know, I, I think the the big thing that came out of the last week, uh, an absolute, I mean, I know JT Twimalau has been, you know, as he enters Ohio State, right, he's got that star power associated with his name. But this year, he'd been kind of quiet. And I don't think we could say that anymore because he put together one of the best individual defensive performances, I'd say, I've ever seen in college football, like against a, a a solid Penn State team, like at Happy Valley, for him to have two interceptions, a touchdown, um, and like a, a batted hand down, and then an extra two two and a half sacks, I believe that he was involved in. Like the guy is just a freaking monster, and that's great to see. Uh, and again, in a largely like lackadaisical uh defensive performance it was really good to see jt break out uh, another excellent game for uh for marvin harrison jr who is slowly but surely uh becoming the one um and you know i i, I think as a whole right like it was a game that you know uh they I, I, it seemed like they almost slept walked through you know they just uh, the execution in the first half offensively just wasn't there. Um, some miscues, um, you know, I, I thought overall, like really any game that, you know, you're you're forcing through a total of three interceptions from Sean Clifford, you would expect to win that game by, by a lot more than 13 points or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's a garbage time TD in, uh, in there and um, so, some lack of execution on the offensive side that we'll definitely monitor, but we're, we're sort of re-entering um, the, the dog days again. So um, it's a, uh, it, it's an uneventful season. Um, you know, it, it just, and I guess it's like this a lot, but this year, especially it just feels like uh, 
just a grind everyone waiting for november 26 everyone knows that that's what decides everything uh for the, well, for the postseason. I think we we have a lost episode out there but like we're, we're talking yeah about, like, i uh <laughs> i think i think there's like there's a couple of factors at play right wisconsin when we played them not being very good like when we were doing the preseason recap we're like oh maybe that's a, that's a game you know uh Iowa Michigan State sucks. Iowa sucks. Michigan yeah. State sucks. Like again, these games that you look at at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh man, these these are tests. Like this is a good battle battle testing for for an Ohio State team, um, and they're just taking care of business. And and again, like I mean, the defense, you know, still the defensive backs aren't. Um, I think aren't playing. I we were talking about this with a friend of the show, Big Ten Ryan. I think when Hancock is fully back and you have Cameron Brown back, I, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm not thrilled with Brown, Burke, Hancock as my top three corners. I, I don't think, at least as of right now, there's really a star in there like Elias Ricks, who I will give Ryan Day this, has had a pretty weird start to the season, but played great in Alabama's last game against Mississippi State. Um I digress on that one. But anyways, I think those three I'm I'm not thrilled about. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't feel great going into a game against, say, Tennessee with those three, but I feel pretty good going into a game against Michigan or Illinois Georgia. or even Georgia or yeah, yeah, Alabama even. Alabama's wide receivers we all know aren't great this year. Um Yeah, I mean I thought all in all, like some weird fluke plays I think happened in well, the Penn State uh, game. What what's like, Parker Washington had some yeah. ridiculous catches. Um, and also, uh, similar to the very first offensive play of the season against Ohio State with Notre Dame, where a guy catches like uh, like six or seven-yard pass and just sort of bounces off. Uh, yeah, bounces off defenders. a bad tackle. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's not concerning that Tanner McAllister and J.K. Johnson didn't make that tackle. Like, it's not something you want to see. But, like, I mean, if that's what kills Ohio State in – the most important games of the season like what are you gonna that's do that's just college you football know? yeah I think at the end of the yeah day, it's like it's not it. a structural issue i don't think where, like, where I, opposed I, to like last especially year, with mcallister where... who's been so rock solid all year i'd be surprised if he's blowing a play like that against michigan Whereas last year, like you, I think you were about to say, it was just uh, the no one, no, not a single defensive player had any idea what you they could were supposed run a ball to do down the throat. Yeah. I, I still think the run defense is like really, really solid. I mean, yeah. Nick Singleton's a good back, like, and they, I think they had like a total of 110 yards on the ground, which again yeah, it was feels like four point like six with sacks taken out, like three point something with sacks in there. Like that's not that's not a, a banner day. That D line though, I, I mean, maybe that that O line for fucking Penn State just stinks. But well, their their left tackle is going to be the first like tackle off the board. He's ridiculous. We were I'm, we were I'm not getting sure. after when they were getting after the. Pass, he had some though, good I mean, reps though. Um, he had some crazy reps. I don't know if you followed Dame Brugler. Um, yeah, I, I forget There's his name escapes me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he had their left hat. I'm not sure about the rest of their line. Their left tackle is ridiculous. Um, he's, he, he's like 19 played pretty old. well. Oh yeah. I thought the Ohio, State. uh, yeah. Especially in pass protection, uh, Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones have just been, uh, fantastic this year. Um, the running game 
again, not great, but, and, you know, we're going to get into this. Mayan going down when he did was like a really tough. That's really tough. tough. Yeah. Situation. But I don't know how much the O line is to blame for yeah. Ryan Day's refusal, refusal to call man gap uh, run plays and just rely entirely on zone when it's clearly not working. When they, Late in the game, when they went to call uh, gap plays on Travion Henderson's two fourth quarter touchdowns, I mean, they were blocked perfectly. Uh, you saw in the 40 something yarder and the seven yarder. I mean, Trey, credit to Trey, too. He he really got uh, north and south on those runs after a lot of us have, I think, rightfully criticized him for being uh, a little too uh, hesitant slash uh, dancing too much in the backfield this season. I mean, he really just got north and south quickly on those fronts. But I mean, they were well blocked. So I, I mean, the hope is that, and I, it, it's so dumb that like this is our concern. Like most teams' concerns are like, are our players good enough? And Ohio State football's concern is, is Ryan Day going to call plays that clearly work versus plays that clearly don't work in the biggest games of the season? Like, well, yeah, really what what the biggest concern here is and again it's not like you know cj stroud had a another like monster game from a numbers perspective maybe not touchdowns don't stand out but like i think he, i checked yes and he had like a 93.6 qbr for that I think game. he had like, two bad moments missing marvin harrison on the vertical right on the sideline was rough especially at that point in the game um yes yeah, entirely yeah. on him that that moment was so pressure-packed because a lot of it was just on the general, uh, the offense just generally bullshitting. Um, and then the the play, the sequence before halftime, which I still don't know how many timeouts they had. Um, I don't know if the TV broadcast had it yeah. wrong. I don't know if Brian Day had it wrong. I don't know if the, the the Jumbotron at Happy Valley had it wrong. I don't know. I don't really care. All I know is they, they messed that up and – at Stroud the end of the, the day, like that sack was was what it was. Like, of course, you can't take a sack there, but like, I don't fundamentally disagree with like. Let's try and put. I wanted the them to. I here. wanted them to go for it. I can't act like I was like Mister. Just kick the damn field goal. I I thought six seconds. Yeah. Left, especially, I thought they had a timeout. I don't know if they had one or not. I I don't know if I'll ever yes, know. Yes, I thought uh, they did too. Um, and then and then again, like you just get sacked, and of course that. That throws everything off rhythm, but the, again, like the those issue are the two moments. was, I thought the issue was uh, at, before Ryan Day's hesitance. I can't remember if it was when Penn State still had the ball or if it was after like Ohio State's first play. Ryan Day wasted like ten seconds calling a timeout, and so they would have had like sixteen seconds there at the whatever yep, the seven or whatever to, it was, as opposed to six, yeah. and it would have been a lot more relax relax probably isn't the right word but you would have had some more breathing room there to take a shot may hell maybe take because they shots. were they were really fucking moving on that oh yeah well, where well that's just, the, that, that's was, the other thing it's like when they wanted to move that game it looked so easy and then they would just do the most convoluted like you know the bubble screens <laughs> the inside outside zones that clearly just weren't working um you know whatever instead of just taking what the defense gave them which was you know passes to the uh middle and honestly passes to the boundary too that just penn state could not stop uh vertically um especially when you have who uh, cj stroud who statistically for their second year in the row is the best quarterback in college football um just give the guy the damn ball you know let him go win the game for you i like i don't know if you're not going to trust him like who are you going to trust um right like it really 
is a shame that we're not going to get another year of CJ Stroud because I would love to at some point see him like just basically go Peyton Manning mode and like Ryan Day, thanks for your service, but CJ's calling the offense right. now. Yeah. Like, well, apparently he was. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently he and Harrison were calling those slants because Ryan Day, Ryan Day wouldn't cut, stop calling uh, bubble screens, um, which is pretty pretty funny stuff um but also you know mildly concerning my sort of optimistic take is is that this was a game of ryan day being too cocky and trying to be just vanilla and not wanting to put too much on tape for michigan and whoever they see in the postseason um and just sort of being like well we'll just run our zone concepts because that's our default um, that's then, what's on and, film and, and then when it and, and, and yeah. then to his credit you know when it did become time to go win the game he mixed oh, they, it up they went out and won yeah. the fucking game yeah um so yeah that that's kind of where i am uh i i was pretty doomer during the game i'm not i i'm not at that point now i'm i still think this team can achieve everything that they want to achieve um there I just are think concerns it's an, inher- an inherent thing as an ohio state fan like the way i've told people before like i can name maybe single-handed like wins like in my lifetime like that i remember mm-hmm. but you remember every loss infinitely more so it's like <clears throat> you're just constantly building the case in your head that like oh this this is going to be another letdown here and like yeah i mean in, in all seriousness like Boy, their letdown was a 13-point win at, like, a top 10 or whatever, Happy Valley. Like, Well, Happy Valley is the hardest place to play. Yeah, I think Penn State's a good team. I mean, they did dominate Minnesota a week before this. There were some weird, like, that Michigan game, I don't want to take anything away from Michigan. I was wrong about Michigan. I thought they were, like, an like a top 15-ish team. I think they're clearly a top four team, um, I think. But... I think there were some like Penn state had basically their defense had basically play a full games snap count by halftime. I, I think they just sort yeah. of fell apart. Um, yeah. That offense, those... that offense did not cover themselves in glory against, uh, against Michigan. Um, they, they like in the first half, especially they just, I feel like they went three and out like every, well, they're right. Re- yeah. The that in their red zone offense is is shit. You know, like it's really bad. Um, I, I that seems really weird to me given the offensive line and Blake Corum that they have and also a mobile quarterback like the like one of the best run blocking offensive lines in college football if not the best uh, a, a running back who is you know up there for best running backs as well and then a quarterback who can you know JJ McCarthy for all his anything you want to say about him throwing the ball he can really move um that sounds I, to like I haven't well, I I'm, I haven't broken down the Michigan film this year, but to me those are three things that should equal a good a really solid offense. red zone offense. But they just haven't been. Um, hopefully, they don't learn to become a good one between now and uh, November twenty sixth. But we shall see on that front. Um, and yeah, JJ Tuimaloao, just a ridiculous athlete. Uh, the two interceptions he had. Uh, the first one breaking Freak. on the ball. Like I've never seen a defensive lineman do that. Like we, like, yeah, I, I, I had to like check my eyes when that happened because I yeah. was like, Holy shit. Is that like, 
it felt like a Madden glitch. Like, um, yeah, you know, like, like it's one thing to have, games. like, yeah, it's one thing to have, like, Steve Miller drop back into zone as a surprise in the Sugar Bowl against Bama and just sort of have Blake Sims just chuck the ball to him because he's yeah. not a good quarterback. But JT Tui Maloa was like on that ball. Yeah, like, like he looked prime. like, he, yeah, he looked like, like Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. He looked like, like a corner. And then the second one, just chucking the right tackle to the ground and then extending like that to make that play i like that's ridiculous um down two is just fucking insane um i know we've got eyeballs on that one um our, our friend of the pod big dave we was uh was <laughs> quite excited to see uh his mom posted JTC. too mateo's mom yep. posted too yeah so mateo we know you're listening um the polynesian pipeline build. yeah <laughs> let's build let's Poly- build that's who knew Ohio's who knew Columbus, Ohio would be a Polynesian outpost? It's a beautiful thing, man. It's it is. a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, um so yeah, let's let's get into some some uh, larger picture uh college football stuff. Yeah, the playoff we, rankings we've just taken dropped. a couple weeks off. Yeah, playoff rankings just dropped. Um yeah, we, we could talk about those if we want to talk about also like maybe some some Heisman stuff. I mean, I mean, as of right now, like it's got to be. It's like a two horse race. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't really care who you say is the front runner right now because the games that are going to decide it haven't happened yet. I mean, Hooker, Hooker's big stage is this weekend against UGA. If he goes out there and tortures him, he's going to be tough to beat. But then CJ Stroud will have a a real opportunity to put on a show against Michigan in what'll probably be a top four matchup. Um, in its own right. And I, I mean, like the stats think, are going to matter. I think like CJ Stroud's going to have the advantage in stats. Um, but sort of how those two performances stack up, I think will determine a lot of how the race goes. And I don't think it's really worth making a big fuss. Of, yeah. I don't think it's really worth making a big fuss out of it as of right now. Like, you know, like just from a narrative perspective, I think it's just important to get out ahead of this and be like, Boy, if if you beat Alabama and Georgia in the same season, like, yeah, you're probably going to win the Heisman. And again, like the way that they've been playing, and it's all, all been on him. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, there's probably not enough that CJ Stroud. Now that does not change the larger outcome about who I think a better quarterback is. Also, but Hayden like, Hooker is like 27. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a job. I yeah, think come on, is what we break down there too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we got the playoff rankings that, that came out. Um, do you want to go over them? Yeah. Tennessee's number one. Uh, the bucks are number two. I'm don't really care. That's fine. Whatever. Um, number three is Georgia again. Cool. Good with me. There was a Nick Baumgartner, the, the Michigan, Michigan state beat reporter for the athletic made a massive stink about uh, Ohio State being ahead of Georgia, like he said, let's pretend to understand football. Basically, that is that's for, like I, I think you know whichever way you want to go between the Buckeyes and UGA right now, I'm not going to begrudge you, but to act like one is and also, better the than hell, the other. Who the hell cares about who, right? Like yeah, two or three. Oh, because we get to wear the fucking red jerseys yeah. in that game. Like oh wow, can't believe that. Like yeah, what a, what a, what a so that's yeah. Clemson at number four is absurd. They suck. Um, this is the only time you'll ever hear me cape for Michigan. Michigan being behind Clemson, like Michigan would 
grind Clemson into a dust. So like Clemson's Clemson's um strength of like the like I can't believe with Wake Forest losing this weekend um by a lot. Um, they've been like the ACC teams that only look good because they played other ACC teams. Like it. Yep. They beat NC State. And because Clemson beat them close instead of like destroying them. You know, like that's part of the reason those teams look good. Notre Dame beat Syracuse, beat the hell out of Syracuse. Yeah. Again, I thought was a quality win. I think, I think our fighting Irish might. Have a have a chance against Clemson if this they, weekend. We, you know what? Sh- sh- stop saying that because every time we fucking say that on this pod, we try <laughs> to be like, oh, maybe Notre Dame's fine. <laughs> we have a an unrecorded, unreleased episode where I think we were talking about. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think Notre Dame's going to be ranked pretty soon, <laughs> right before they played fucking Stanford and lost. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't. I, Nothing will shock me about that game. I could also see them going out and just throttling them because Notre Dame stinks. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and like, I don't trust Drew Pine as far as I could throw him. Uh, Tommy <laughs> Reese sucks. Really? Um, You're yeah. not a big Drew Pine guy? <laughs> no, so- shockingly, no, not a Drew <laughs> Pine guy. Uh, Tommy Reese also sucks at his job. Uh, Should have never so been. So does Marcus Freeman. Yes. Yeah, that's the looming discourse that's coming. Um, will he ever get his guys in is is probably a looming mm. question, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think seven are pretty well set, right? Like, Oregon, Oregon's going to be in need um, of LSU being at 10 is absurd. They, they – committee oh, continues to trying. love giving alabama a a, a, a quote-unquote good win i'll never get over it. it's so dumb lsu's not i'm not the 10th best team in the country um it, illinois at 16 is just bad i mean i mean look do do some big 10 teams sometimes like you know nebraska like sometimes have a really like no losses or one loss heading into the heading into november and they get overranked, sure. But the the metrics, the advanced metrics, actually like Illinois a lot, especially their defense. I mean, this is a good team. Um, it, it's absurd how low they are with the with. Are we going to talk about loss. Utah at U, Utah at fourteen, and their two losses are Florida and uh, yeah, Florida. They lost to UCLA. Yeah, over like, Illinois. Come on, like yeah, what are we doing? I think they're overrating probably the USC win, I would think. Yeah, um, right. I mean, again, like, uh, below a certain point, it's like, who the hell cares? But, like, man, some of this stuff is just annoying after time after time. Like, I mean, I, I think personally, I think Oregon's going to need – I mean, it's tough to have a 50-something like point loss on your resume and actually qualify for the – playoff yeah it'd be but, weird to have oregon and georgia in the same tournament especially when it's a four-team tournament like it just feels yeah. strange like they're, they're gonna need luck there i think tcu um I, they stink I, like, I i kansas state's gonna play them again i think and kansas state's gonna kill them uh kansas state's a TCU lot better played texas yet that's a good question that's one of those like big brother, i could see texas winning that, that I yeah i see like and the inter- internet's going to be fucking brutal that night. A uh, lot of lot of no, Sark, it's uh, November twelfth, so not this okay. weekend, but the next. Um, I, I think T- I think Texas could could definitely uh, 
pull the upset against yeah TCU. which feels so fucking yeah. strange to say um, even though even though even though for years tcu's been the better program for like oh yeah a decade plus it's still strange to say uh texas could upset tcu um rare underdog texas moment man yeah like, obviously don't happen these rankings don't really matter that much i mean the i i they they're good at their job because they managed to get me mad even though i know they're just trying to get me mad but well, exactly uh, and, and lsu at 10 you... and clemson at four are the only two things that i really take exception with i mean I'm starting to open up my third eye on this stuff and seeing them selling games and i think um they're trying to set up Alabama to, or Alabama LSU. That is a top ten a matchup. Match. It's just yep. ridiculous. Yeah, that it's like, like an asterisk. And then they're also when... trying to set up the the one three matchup too. Like I'm I'm honestly I'm quite shocked that like yeah they didn't. And I wouldn't fucking... have been mad if they had us at three. I wouldn't have really cared. I, oh, but yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do one v two. Um, yeah, they probably should have honestly. Yeah, but it... do you remember when uh? undefeated nebraska came to the shoe in 2016 oh man like, do i ever i think yeah, i talked and it was about like this with 50, friend of the pod like johnny bluff something like 15 zero, times like, yeah i was at that I think game they, um, i think ohio state killed a guy that game or like they, yeah. they they sent somebody to the hospital and uh it was pretty uh, pretty early in the game and it was one of those like uh nebraska was just like ah, i don't really he came back into the stadium anymore. he was fine yep he, yep. he was okay um <laughs> God. A metaphor for the net Nebraska program, yeah. <laughs> perhaps you know, uh, mm, a lot, a lot to think about there. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like a lot of this stuff's going to just have to figure itself out. There aren't any like it's so, like this I mean, is such a clear a like year. The dominoes are like, so clearly set up this season. It's like there's just not that much to talk about. You know, it's like, I mean, you're gonna get. Uh, probably an Alabama, Tennessee, or Georgia matchup, and like if it's Alabama wins that, that Alabama they're gets in. Another shot, yeah. I, whatever. They lost um, the the right game. If they're gonna lose one game, they're gonna lose that right yeah, game. Because, you know East what? Team. They might not. Yeah. They might not get another chance at Tennessee. And like if, if LSU Tennessee, takes them down this weekend. Yes, if Tennessee, but if Tennessee loses to Georgia, oh, then it gets really interesting. That's then, when it gets because then what if up. yeah because then what if Alabama beats Georgia and then you're all I, I guess Alabama just goes but Georgia or Tennessee are in prime position for for backing their way in um, yeah I think I think whoever wins this Tennessee Georgia game pretty much rubber stamps their it, trip to the to yeah. The, playoff pending and absolute pants shitting which i'm not ruling out mm-hmm. really from from either team i mean they flirted with it, it for georgia flirted with it at um at uh at missouri but you know i i mean i think yeah like you said we're gonna get one get one one slot kind of pretty well solidified and then we'll see i mean if if you know if george if georgia loses this weekend um and tennessee beats alabama they probably still get in um you know and but then you've also just like you know ohio state the 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 pieces are aligning so that ohio state uh and michigan will both potentially make the playoff um you know if if everything works out the way it's planned like even with one loss you're you're probably not missing the playoff like um 
Unless like TC, I mean, if TCU stays und- in Clemson, stay undefeated, maybe it becomes TCU should have lost like out. three times. So if Clemson, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, Clemson uh, should have lost several games, and yeah. uh, so they should continue TCU. To yeah, just be be a machine. Um, they're they're just Clemson, not good at all. Um, who does Clemson have left? They have they have uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, South I think Carolina, Miami. At some point, mm, big um, big game which, there, yeah. And then UNC gonna... probably in the title game, yeah. Which, god damn, whatever. Yeah, that's maybe bleak. Drake may maybe Drake may goes off. Maybe I, hopefully I don't know, maybe, maybe he plays Buster that day. Um, yeah. But... We're running out of time on Broke Boy Zoom. I just want to you wanted to get to the Michigan Tunnel really really fast. Uh, all yeah. I have to say on it is that. Uh, it's hilarious that Michigan people act like it's just not a thing that can be talked about at all, especially when they like mocked James Franklin uh, for bringing it up when it's like that tunnel has been the site of uh, discord for years. Now I, I want to be clear, like uh, the Michigan state players, like who, who jumped that guy uh, like clearly need to be meet uh, equivalent consequences. I will, I, you know, if they never play a down of football again in the big 10 or honestly, wherever, like I'm not going to shed a tear, but act like it's just like ridiculous to bring up the time. It's just a breeding ground for conflict. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the only, like, it it feels like every year we have to have the discourse about the tunnel and every year we're told it's not that big of a deal, but like, this is the first time that Michigan has been on the wrong end of it. Yeah. And like now, you know, maybe, Maybe that should just spark them up. Like, I mean, they're endowments. Like, yeah, hopefully now they fucking dollars. fix it. Yeah, get a you real can, stadium with two build tunnels. A Stop second, being a broke a second boy. tunnel. You know, yeah. it's not that hard to do. You know, plenty of stadiums, a lot smaller stadiums across the country have the uh, have the capability of building a second tunnel. Um, just just build a second tunnel, and then we don't have to do this discourse year in and year out. Um, exactly. But yeah, all right. that, that's yeah. all we have to say on the matter. All right, this has been the QB draw. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.